Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It is the Daily Strive. Fisher Tosopoulos, DJ Nikki Snacks, Kreider is off. He is dealing with his brand new car wash that he just bought. So very exciting stuff. Um, but some snafus in the car wash he purchased over in Burbank. Uh, so you had to head on over to there. He and, bought a. He bought like a car. Like he bought the business. He bought a he car bought wash the business. business. He bought the business. Very. It's a little Walter White of him, but it's very exciting nonetheless. We're proud of Nick. It's a really good investment. Uh, he heard it from one of our boys who had purchased one in Arkansas, and he's like, you know what? I need some passive income, so I'm going to purchase a car wash in Burbank. Burbank and- bubbles, no streaks. Burbank's bubbles, no streaks, uh, and beats with Nikki snacks. Nice. Kinda. So nice. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Speaking of beats, yes, uh, and, you know, yes, and it, <laughs> let's start with some of the uh let's start with something fun today. We talk a lot of football, talking a lot of baseball lately. Sport you and I both love dearly is basketball. Uh, I want to talk about Team USA. Josh Hart signed the extension. I mean, I guess still nothing on Damian Lillard and James Harden, so we could lament uh, on the lack of news there and the kind of uh, black summer we've had uh, as far as NBA offseason goes and what we've been accustomed to and, and how, how spoiled we've been with the crazy news and breaking news and wild trades. Um, but I yeah. do want to start in the 2K realm, a game that you're great at. I almost beat you at once. Um, and <laughs> I don't I want, remember that, but... It, it, trust me, dude, it was close. And... <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to. I want to see if you could guess the top ten. The top player. ten, well, because the rankings got released. The right? rankings got released. I want to see if you could guess the top ten players in two K. First of all, can you guess the number one overall player? It's probably Giannis. No. Is it former MVP Nikola Jokic? It's former MVP Nikola Jokic. Is the top dog. I love that for him, mm-hmm. and a little unexpected. Um, He's. They have the same rating. But he is the highest ranked player. What are they ranked? 97s? Correct. There are five guys ranked 97. Can you guess them? You've already gotten one. Two, right? Jokic. Two. Yeah, Giannis. one on top of Jokic, yes. My guy, Luka Doncic. Your guy, Luka, is third. Listed okay. as third. Right, right. Um, and then is JoJo, uh, Joel Embiid, a 97? Current reigning MVP is 97 at number four. Four. There's a fifth player at 97. Um, the, at some points, uh, besmirched, not best player of the Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant, is also a 97. The best player on the Phoenix Suns is a 96. He's sixth overall. Okay. Uh, it, are we are we giving a lot of props and credit to a guy who has been at that 97 ranking for a long time and maybe is still at the 97 ranking, but potentially shouldn't be i would say you're very you are as close to the answer as i was to beating you in that in that eventful 2k matchup we had got it so i'm i'm muy cerca in spanish i'm very close uh lebron james he is in 97 the fifth <laughs> he, his three-point shot is a 73 which is you know 
and is saying I, I think that's a little uh disrespectful to his three point shot. Oh, really? I thought you would thought that was a bit okay. Great. His dunk Maybe. is a night his dunk is a ninety five. Look, when he gets a clear path, it's yeah, still I'm, in is, it. I'm with it's, it. It's still pretty incredible. Um ninety five. It's not a ninety nine, right? It's a ninety five. Uh yeah. I, I feel like his three point shot should be like a seventy seven. A seventy seventy eight. There is a John Morant's is a 77. Do you think LeBron is a better or worse three-point shooter? Who would you rather have taking a three-point shot, John Morant or LeBron James? LeBron James, no question. No question. So that's our first gripe with the 2K ratings. Okay. So you have the first six guys. There's one more player ranked 96. Then the remaining. So the, three- so the ranking right now is Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Correct. Um, and I have four more players to guess. One more is, 96, two more 95, two 95s, and one of them is a 94. Am, is this other 96, am I going to think that that's an overrated? No. I'm not. No. Okay. Um, so other 90s. Does he play for the Boston Celtics? No. 96. Um, you're not going to think this. You shouldn't. I can't. I can't imagine you think this 96 would be an overrating for this player. I will give you a hint. I, yeah. on our show, we are building a Mount Rushmore of people that receive praise. Mike Tomlin being one of the faces of that Mount Rushmore. I would say over the last three or four years, this player is definitely warranting room on that Mount Rushmore. Of guys that receive praise from us. Um, okay, I'm not going to try and guess the order because it's going to it's it's thrown fine, my fine, head fine. Don't a, guess the order. So throw me guys. So, Jason, so Jason Tatum is on the list. He is number eight out of ninety five. Okay. Um, Damian Lillard is on the list. Wow, really good guess. He's number nine at ninety five. It was kind of a bit. That one was a bit. I don't know if he's I a mean, top he, ten player. He's not a top ten player in the NBA, dude. He's not. He's he's pretty much when he's healthy. I mean, last year when he was playing, he was a top ten player in the league. I see one. He's like two, nine ten though, right? Like he's like. I see two guys below him that I'd rather have over him. I know I'm. I know I'm splitting hairs here, but I'm just saying. Is, An- is Anthony Davis in this top ten? No. Interesting. He, he's number eleven. Okay. Oh, Steph Curry, obviously. Is who you were referring to, to. and yes, um, he would you say that he's on the Mount Rushmore or near the Mount? He's close to our Mount Rushmore of guys that receive praise. Has to be. When have we ever said something bad about Steph Curry? Never. I've been I've been adamant he's a top five player of all time for years now. His record is impressively like almost near perfect, unblemished. I'm talking about on the court, off the court. The fact that. LeBron, Dude, he came, the Paramore the fact that LeBron thing is amazing. And, the, the fact that LeBron and he are are so unblemished from a career standpoint, not only on the court and off the court, might be the best thing about basketball in the last twenty years. Like, to be honest, I mean, talking about two, you're talking about two top ten players, and there have been no scandals between those two guys. I mean, people are getting mad at LeBron because a majority of the school that he created, like the seventh graders, a majority of them didn't pass like the math exam or something. Aren't they all, aren't the students disabled though? Or did I miss? 
is my understanding of what's going on wrong? I don't know. I don't know the exact details, but I know that my larger point still stands with okay. the fact that like he's doing a great thing and created an academic institution and we're picking nits on the fact that like some of these students didn't pass the math test. Some I mean, I guess somebody probably yeah. weren't in school to begin with. Like thought that counts first and foremost and the effort, right. like he can't be in there and the investment, like he doesn't have to spend his money on that, but he wants to. No, I, I, I think when you're LeBron James and your fingerprints are on something, all of a sudden everyone shifts the entire blame on an issue with that thing that your fingerprints are on onto him. So anything that's going wrong with the school is automatically his fault. Realistically, I don't know how involved he is in hiring the staff, hiring. I don't know. Like I can't imagine a guy like LeBron James, who's already doing a lot for that school, pouring the money into it and, and, and is doing the most he can to help kids get an education while also doing his job of being an NBA superstar and, and A-list. A -list, we talked about this the other day with uh, who was it not being an A-list celebrity? Was it Jeremy Strong, like a B-list celebrity globally? Like yeah. LeBron James is an A plus list celebrity globally, globally, not just in America. So everything that comes with that, I can't imagine all the shortcomings that people are attacking the I promise school for rest on LeBron James's shoulders. He's probably doing the absolute most he can. If he um, wants so to run a, a good school, he wouldn't be the final decision maker because he knows that he doesn't have the time nor the experience. Uh, but well, okay. I do, I yeah. do want to say one thing before we get back to the rankings, though, because you brought up a good point. Like the two most influential basketball players outside of Kobe Bryant, I would say, who, you know, God rest his soul, had a scandal, a, a pretty major one when we were growing he did. up. He did. LeBron James and Steph Curry are the two most influential basketball players. And by and large, I mean, Steph Curry has been on the same team from the jump. It looks like he's never going to leave, which is a rarity in sports today. Um, and I feel like Duncan and Dirk are the last couple of guys that really they're like Hall of Famers, Hall of Famers to actually go out and do that. Uh, and I mean, look, he's fun. He, everybody loves him. He did the, the I don't, have you seen the Paramore video that he came out singing Misery Business with Paramore? No, I haven't. Dude, you got to watch that. He's electric. I also love that song. Um, and then you have LeBron James, who the only thing that people could really, the, outside of the decision, He's made a complete comeback, and he, he's which, been uh, like, which look, you know my thoughts on the decision, but it was bad. Did, did yes, but did it affect anybody negatively? No, like, no, 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 no. As it didn't. people, as humans, no, right? No, like, absolutely not. And to his credit, since the decision, has he ever been? Has he ever forced his way out of a team by trade? No, no, he never has. He's the only superstar that really has done now, that he's now signed with you i think the devil's uh, devil's advocate argument there is that he's forced LeBron other players <laughs> right and he's lebron james so he, he doesn't have to do the the force out by trade because he signs exactly where he wants to be and he's kind of that that type of long-term planner where he says okay if i go there they will do everything in their power like they did in cleveland like they did in miami to put the team around me that i want to compete for a championship and when i'm the best player in the league like that makes a lot of sense um you'd rather keep me on your team than send me somewhere else mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah the decision i i yes i agree and i've always felt that that was a mistake to do that but there's been some benefits um in the player player empowerment era because of it and i think you know some guys have taken it too far but um it, look if, if you if you're pointing at the decision you're pointing at space jam 2 like and those are the two worst things like 
whatever. That's go. That's why my, my I guess the larger point I was trying to attack and bring up is if you go across the major sports of guys that we dealt with growing up, who's the face of baseball? Who's the best player in baseball growing up? Arguably Alex Rodriguez, major scandal. Who's Barry the Bond. face of Barry right. Bond? Who's the face of golf when we were growing up? Tiger Woods. Not look, he had to make a major comeback to get yep. back in the good graces of everybody. Hockey, everyone's like Russian or Canadian, so whatever. Like they're chilling. Uh, Sid, um, Sid and Crosby and Ovechkin. Ovechkin. To, my, to my knowledge, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and guess Crosby, what, right? dude? One of them's one of them's Russian. You'll never know what they did. Like if they, if they did anything, so it doesn't yeah. matter. And the other one's Canadian. He's probably the nicest dude of all time. And then in the NFL, like there are scandals aplenty. But I don't think like I would say the comp would be Peyton and Brady. Like they both kind of avoided it. I would the only scandal that Brady's really had is Brady. Like, I would say Brady out of the four of those guys, Steph, LeBron, Brady, and Peyton is the most scandalous. Um, but with, not by a large margin with the flake gate. The flake gate, yeah. The flake gate, spy gate that the spy whole team gate. dealt with. Um, and then obviously the Giselle stuff afterwards or during his last year of play. But that's again like his personal matters being brought into the spotlight of a by his celebrity status. It's not like he was right. Majority doing... of marriages end in, in a divorce anyway. So, so yeah, not a not a huge, not a huge huge deal. Um, but yes, LeBron James, it is a marvel, and I. Th- I don't. I think we'll uh, hopefully we'll get the proper time to appreciate LeBron James when he's retired for everything that he actually accomplished, for what he was promised to be, and how he achieved that to a T. Which is something we talk about all the time. Like he was everything that was promised and more. How many times have you seen that? I, I never see that in sports. The guy that was like, okay, Andrew Luck was like supposed to be something crazy. He's up for the Hall of Fame, but he played like six, seven years. It was done. And I don't blame him. Like I get it, but like that, like how that's just an example of how often we promise something so unbelievable in sports and we don't get it. So I mean, you'll see a couple guys in this list. Who's number ten? So I have some inside information here. Oh. And I'm gonna make a. I'm making a guess based off of inside information. What? Okay. I, I think I think that it's Shea Gilgis Alexander. Okay. Yeah, it is. Who? Who? I saw a video the other day of him talking to Ronnie 2K saying, I ended the season as a 94. I think I should start this upcoming season as a 94. Um, so that's my guess is that he stayed at that level. And that, he that's why he's okay. His three point shots in 80. He's a good three point shooter. Yeah. He just doesn't rip enough. They also have like, this game oh, is dude. very complex at this point. Like, if you were to simulate a game, he probably doesn't take that many threes because his tendencies tell him to drive more. I mean, he led the league in drives last year, he and Luca. Um, mm-hmm. He was number one, though. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so he's at 10. Is there anyone that I'm missing? Am I missing one slot, or have I guessed all no, 10? You, you've got all 10. Ant Davis is 11, also okay. 94, Shea Gilly. Um, and number 12 is Jimmy Buckets at a 93. I would I would have preferred to see Jimmy Buckets swapped with Damian Lillard. That's just my personal preference. Okay. Uh, he's a better basketball player. John Morant, this is where it gets – I don't know. I guess John Morant's play on the court. Like, they're not, like, taking into account about him whipping his Glock out in IG. Like, so 13 for John Morant is, I guess, fair at 92. Zion this is where right I – There, too. This is where I have some issue. 
I don't know how you're putting Kawhi Leonard and Zion Williamson ahead of Booker Mitchell. Um, Ky- honestly, Kyrie played a majority of the year, so him too. Uh, yeah, like in Harden, Brown, and Trey Young, and Paul George, and De'Aaron Fox. I'm sorry, like I, I mean Kawhi, I guess. Well, some of, some, some of it has to do with play. Like, what the guy's certain, injury should be a zero. Certain ratings affect their overall more. Right? Yes, for sure. So I think if anyone's ever done like a create a player on Madden or on 2K, any sports game, the the categories that Zion Williamson is great at are the categories that make your overall go up very quickly, right? Strength, speed, agility, jumping, verticality, dunking, like those make you a really, really good player really quickly. I, I understand Zion because look, when he's healthy, I think he's right there. He's a top 15 player in the NBA. Same thing with Kawhi, unfortunately, like they're not taking into account injury here. If you're, Mm. if you're going with the actual roster updates, like when you're playing the game in the middle of the season, guess what? Half the time, Kawhi Leonard is a 73 because he's minus 17 points for his injury, right? Because he's not playing on the court. So they add that validity when you're playing the actual game. Now you can turn off injuries and then it doesn't matter. Um, They're almost like hard to identify. Guys like that that get so injured, like what even, what are their ratings? It's a good question by you. I think that my biggest glaring kind of uh, snafu there is I think Booker deserves to be much higher is Booker the same as is Donovan Mitchell and Zion and Kawhi yeah, yeah I think I that's a mistake and Ja he's a better player than all those guys yeah I'm, uh, I'm actually surprised Ja wasn't higher I feel like again his categories where he should be very very high um almost 99s in like I felt like that probably would have bumped him to like the 94 range he's probably been there before but he might have ja. slipped up and gone down a, a couple ratings. Well, well, I another thing on is Paul George not at this point better than James Harden? What about Jalen Brown? I, there's so many guys I'm looking at right now. Now I'm just like, like really. Well, really how close are they in rating? They're about the same to well, me. Well, Jalen, Jalen, James are 90s. Kyrie's in 91. He's the only 91. James okay. and Jalen are 90s. Trey Young, Paul George, De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, Halliburton, boy, are all 89s. Excuse me, and that rounds out the top 25. Then you have Drew Holiday at an 88, Chris Paul at an 87, with Garland, Beal, Levine, DeRozan, Bam, Ingram, Siakam, dude. Free Siakam. I mean, Siakam is, I don't know, maybe not, but Randall, Mikhail Bridges, Porzingis, Brunson, and Jaron Jackson. That's the 87 crew. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's there's not enough numbers, right, to delineate these guys. We need halves. <laughs> we, need, we need halves. We need the the decimal points of where they are. Well, I can right. tell you. Like, I mean, gonna... I just like look. Jalen Brunson is a better player than Kristaps Porzingis. You know, like it, it's not even according to this, he's not. <laughs> right, right. No, I I get it. I get it. Like Jaron uh, Jackson Jr. is the defensive player of the year. Like, how is he an eighty-seven? You think he should be higher than that? I mean, would you like I, Jaron Jackson Jr. to me? That feels is, about right for Jaron Jackson. If if anything, that's a little, in my opinion, uh, that's a bit generous. I feel like he's more of an eighty-five guy. But hmm. what about Ant Man and Carl Anthony Towns, both eighty-sixes? Yeah, that those guys. Anthony Edwards needs to be upper eighties, eighty-eight or higher. Is 
and I think we could tailor that into our Team USA talk. Is he is this most pivotal for him as a player? Like I was looking at the roster, it's a really just a really yeah, so they young... played they played a game against Puerto Rico on Monday. Thank they you. won handily. Um their starting five was Jalen Brunson at the one. They had Anthony Edwards at the two, Mikhail Bridges at the three. Yeah. Um Jackson was starting at the five. And who am I missing here? Who did sorry, repeat so Jackson was at the five? Yeah, the Jackson five. Jackson five. It was Jackson Bridges, uh, Brunson. Who was the two again? Edwards. Was it Pat? Oh, oh, Brandon. B-I, 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 B-I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so Brunson, Edwards, Ingram, Bridges, and Jackson. That was a starting five. That was pretty much the finishing five. Um, They got some good minutes from Paolo Bencaro, who played a little bit of five. He played big, but, I mean, he's 6'10", so he's got the size anyway. He had an awesome block. Reeves played really gritty defense per usual, got out there. Um, crowd was really excited about that. Hit some hit some tough pull-up twos and, and a three as soon as he got in the game. Um, Cam Johnson, I think, was the second leading scorer or tied for a leading scorer with Anthony Edwards. This is Josh Hart was was solid. Uh, Anthony Edwards said in a post game that Josh Hart is the best player on this team. I love that he's gassing up his teammate. He's absolutely not the best player on his team. He said he's the best player because he is the most consistent, um, which I buy that. I buy the consistency from him. I believe that Brunson is also a really consistent player. But I also Steve, think that's consistency within what he's asked to do. Right. If you gave Josh Hart an expanded role, how much how much less consistent would he probably be? Yeah, I mean, this is just one game of tape to watch. And, and like I mentioned, I did watch the game. I actually felt that the finishing five that I would have had on the court, if it were a tight game, I might have pulled Brandon Ingram for Cameron Johnson, which just is because he was shooting so well. It has to do with fit. It has to do with fit on a team. And when you have a USA team where the caliber of all the players is so much higher, the fit really, really matters. So Anthony Edwards has kind of asserted himself as the best player on this team. Jalen Brunson has asserted himself on offense as the leader, the engine that runs everything. And then Brandon Ingram kind of has to play third fiddle. And I actually would, I would like to have out there better shooting and better offensive glass um, rebounding. And Cam Johnson does the dirty work. He's a better cutter than Brandon Ingram. These are all things that Brandon Ingram typically doesn't have to do on the basketball court. Uh, He's, has he become kind of a wonky fit weirdly? I just think he's a ball he's dominant. A, he's just a he's ball just dominant. A, he's just a, who's a score first kind of guy, and like yeah, I would I would always, and I'm look I played point guard, so I have kind of the the more pure point mentality. Sure. And Steve Kerr has really apparently had a great affinity for uh, Jalen Brunson already. Jalen Brunson just understands the flow of the game so so well that like I would rather him be bringing the ball up than Brandon Ingram, even though I know Brandon Ingram can run the the wing point position kind of that hybrid really well and he does that for for the pelicans all the time like i still trust jalen brunson more in in those tight moments well one of the issues we talk about with the pelicans is having that true point guard they've spent heavy draft capital on trying to get dyson daniels to potentially be that guy kira lewis to be that guy like they've they spent lottery picks on point guards recently 
You know what I'm saying? So like, it's not like it's, neither of those guys are point guards, to be honest. They're not. Yeah. So they're not going to be. So Dyson Daniels, they're both more combo guards. Uh, and I think that BI still remains the primary ball hander there over there in new Orleans, but it's not the ideal situation. I still think that's something they're yearning for. And I think having a guy like Brunson who I, I love watching Spolsha talk to Ant-Man. I love like seeing these like little quibs and videos. Cause I'm like, oh, in three years, he's going to be on the Miami heat. Like you just know, you just know the seeds are planted. I mean, like, look like guys, if you're who does not want to play for Spolstra and the Miami heat, the, it is, it is the apex of allure. You have a good, still somewhat young coach comparatively around the league. Yeah. And you have the allure of the Miami heat area and organization. It's just the perfect match. You have a great coach and a great area and a great team and a great organizations. So seeing him talk to him and like um, Anthony Edwards is such like not in the current like Miami Heat swag, but can't you picture him in like the silky D Wade like mid two thousands like look that that like Wade came up in like that's just so Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I mean, I, I watching the game, it's like his physique, his physicality, the way that he moves out there, it reminds me of D Wade. It reminds me of, I mean, it reminds me of Jordan like he is so athletic and he is everywhere and he's only like six, five, but he feels so much bigger because he gets to spots so quickly because of his footwork, his speed, um, his agility. And that's, what's most impressive about this team and why they were able to, in the second half, kind of run away with this game. Um, shout out to Puerto Rico's best player, Tremont waters, who, you know, has played a handful of games in the NBA, some of which for the Boston Celtics, a guy that went to LSU. So, you know, that I love that. Um, I'll talk about him in a second, but he's, you know, he's 5'10". He's like my height, maybe an inch or two taller, maybe. Um, but our our length with Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson and Anthony Edwards are going up and down the court. That's where like this, this Team USA wins because these guys are just so athletic at their size and their wingspans are unbelievably long. Um, and... Bridges, you know, steals a ball on the wing, easy layup on the other side. Edwards, you know, gets a three on two. Like we were just pushing and had a lot of pace. And I think, again, starts with Brunson, right? Identifying that, like there are only certain guys that have that basketball IQ to know when to push, when to slow, when to go. Um, he does this, he has this one move in his bag where it's it's kind of the fake handoff mm-hmm. where he uses the, it's not a true screen, but he kind of goes around the big, like he's going to hand it to him or he's going to pass to someone. And then he just beelines to the basket. Um, he's just so savvy. And like, yeah, I mean, this team, this team will be interesting to see the, the Canadian team is really good. Um, you know, they have Shea Gildish Alexander, who we were mentioning, who's the number 10 ranked guy ratings wise on 2k. They have RJ Barrett. Um, they have some other guys on that squad that are capable basketball players. The Slovenian team, of course, you know, they've got the, the real ringer, Luca, I think, has had like two 30 point triple doubles. He looks really lean right now. Uh, he looks very tan. Looks like he's enjoyed the beach, but he's also been working out a lot. And, you know, he makes tan Luca better. He is very tan, like very, very tan right now. Um, so, I mean, there'll, there'll be some fun teams that play against each other. Serbia. Serbia. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, there's some good, te- <clears throat> there's some good, uh, some good teams out there. Hopefully it doesn't end up with the U- the United States following suit with what the women's team did in the world cup. 
because I think that would that would be uh, a there's bad. a little much pressure on these young guys. That's, a little less pressure. Look, that would be a bad look though. Yeah. To have the women's team and the the FIBA team kind of both break down. Um but all signs indicate that you know they'll continue and get better each game. Um this is great for some of this these young Canada guys. Ro- the Canada roster with Murray Dort. Jamal Murray. Dort. Yeah, I mean it's a really good roster. Dylan Brooks, like that's like a real roster. Yeah. Olinick, yeah. Dwight Powell. You know who else has a lot of NBA guys? Australia. Mm-hmm. Your guy Green and Exum and uh, Dyson Daniels, the aforementioned Joe Ingles, who I forgot was on the Magic now. Jock Landau, who's really fun following social media. Diable, Patty Mills, like yeah, it's pretty crazy. The it is, Ger- it is. it's a really good Ger- team. Germany, like it's it's just interesting to watch. And Germany's got the, four the pros. Wag- the Wagners, the Wagners, Dan- DT Schroeder. Like yeah. obviously the US has the most the Antetokounmpo's though on, on Greece. Like they're cats playing for DR. Like there's like guy there's NBA players all of a sudden, like in five years, I'm very curious to see how the rest of these rosters look. Yeah. Like is USA definitely gonna be the best? It's gonna be I expect that they should be the best, but whether they will be is a completely different question. Um and those Spanish teams, you know, in the 2000s were really, really good. And they, they won. They won a gold. You know, like it's, it's not out of the question that, that the USA team can fall in any given Olympics or FIBA World Championship um, tournament. So, yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I, I love getting like a sneak peek into what some of these guys have been doing in the offseason and then seeing how that translates into the NBA, of course. 2K ratings are fun, but pretty, meaning, pretty meaningless when we yeah, really get down I would to say it. Right? It's- yeah, I would say it's a pretty important FIBA for a guy like Ant Man. Yeah, and a guy yeah, that's like what you, that's what you—that's what you led with, and I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, if Paolo can kind of carve himself out a really nice role for this team and really show people, you know, what he's coming with. I mean, he's—he's he's an elite competitor. Um, mm-hmm. You want to talk about? It's audition tapes for all these guys, though. Like he's in Orlando. We buy Orlando like on the rise with friends and him. Um, but anything could happen, right? And we know these guys can move to a new team, can request a trade like Damian Lillard did. And yeah, Halliburton, this is a big moment for Halliburton, right? Like, can he can he mm. assert some pressure on the coaching staff and say, look, I, I had 13 assists out there. Like, yes, Jalen Brunson's a great point guard, but I can be better. Like, start me over him. Like, and That's, he's a- I was about to say, it's a big, and it was a big point of controversy at the all-star selections, Halliburton over Brunson. And it's interesting to see that something I mean, my old man battled throughout the entire year. Like it's interesting to see them go Jalen Brunson here. Is it talent or is it winning basketball? Right. Like that's, that's kind of the, I think the disparity between these two guys right now, but he's playing for a coach who has won before with Rick Carlisle. Halliburton will be in a position this year to kind of redefine what the Pacers are going to be for the next three, four years. This is a very telling year for, for this team. Um, I think it's a telling it's, year for, I think it's a telling year for a lot of teams, dude, to be quite sure. frank. Yeah. But I, I would expect that like you are not, if you're the Pacers and you're Tyrese Halliburton, you you're setting your own personal goals. You want to make the playoffs. You have to be a play in, you have to be in the play in tournament. You were the Anything first team out is, is, um, you know, Giannis, what was it, Giannis? That was like we don't talk about failures, but like a- anything sorry, that's dude. 
anything that's outside of the the plan would be uh, a failure dissatisfactory for sure fine call it how it is but like yeah i mean i don't know i would say like just to kind of just start jumping around to some teams here like the indiana pacers to me are there's too much good basketball on this roster like their second unit mcconnell nemhard bruce brown obi toppin jalen smith and 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 they have Jordan Wara and and Isaiah Jackson, like not to mention Halliburton, Mather, and Heal, Jairus Walker, Miles Turner's are starting five. That's twelve guys in the roster they could run. How yeah. many teams have twelve like NBA guy? Like yo, this is an NBA guy that should be getting minutes on their roster. Like not everybody's gonna have twelve dudes. Like, I don't even know if the Celtics have twelve. I, I look at the Celtics right now, and they're considered one of the quote unquote deepest contenders. And I guarantee you, I can't get to twelve. Yeah, I can't. Like White, Brown, Tatum, KP, Horford, Brogdon is six. Rob Will is seven, and then I'm at Brissett, Hauser, and and Peyton Pritchard. Like, yeah, and Jordan Walsh. Meh. I like, like Walsh though. I mean, I like him as a, a as a guy that you can develop. I'm I'm sure I'm that. into that. But like that Pacers team, all of a sudden, like yeah, they don't have. They don't may not have the top heavy guys, but they're deeper than the Celtics. Yes, but 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 are they not? Are they are they or are they not? Well, if you're talking about just roster to roster depth, but how much depth do you really need on your roster to win an NBA championship? That's a different question. It depends. It could depend. Like what? You need an eight. You need an eight man rotation. You need an eight man rotation, but you need backup to the eight man rotation. Like we saw, it, we saw guys. Guys go down like, like Giannis went down, and so got itchy on the top of my head. Giannis went down, and the Bucks collapsed, collapsed. And again, the Miami Heat went on to go to the NBA championship, and were clearly better than a play-in team after being the one seed the year prior. But Yan and I had this conversation with somebody the other day. Like the Bucks, yeah, like the Bucks collapsed the minute Giannis goes down. And is he healthy? Yeah. Is, is it different? I don't know. Like they got, they kind of got piped by the Miami Heat. They lost the well, five I, game. They all got gentlemen swept. I also think that y'all have a better roster creation to figure things out. If Jalen or Jason, we don't want that to happen. But if they did get hurt, like we've seen Derek White step up and and Whoa. play as the starting point guard for this team, he's going to have to do it anyway. We've seen Malcolm Brogdon step up. Chris Hops Porzingis is a top forty player. Right. Like that's not out of the question that these guys can really step up in a way that Drew Holiday was kind of on an island by himself, right? Because Middleton was not fully healthy. He had not gotten back to, and we don't know if he will get sure. back to what we saw two years ago from him. Um, so who else were you looking for for shot creation? Like Grayson if, Allen, basically. Jalen Brown. Portis, who, Bobby Portis, who was on this USA team, who actually had a pretty solid first game. But I think we know who Bobby Portis is, right? Like, He's a good player. He's a solid yeah. player, but he's not going to take over if Giannis is out. No. Jalen Brown, by the way, if he were to go out, I would still put the Celtics as the top five team in the East. I, Yeah, I don't think – I think everyone, a majority of NBA media personalities would would be with you, would be in lockstep. Yeah, that's one team. I'm, the other, you know, the other team I'm watching is – that has the same – I guess a similar pressure to the Pacers would probably be the Thunder. Back to our 2K ratings, Shea Gilly is a top 10 player. Guy that you said is a top 10 player at times, better than John Morant. You have Giddy, who 
hey, is this really that good of a back? It's like now we're like, we need to see this backcourt come to fruition. You have Dort, Jalen Williams, Holmgren coming in, Casey Wallace. Like, I don't know. Like, they're, they're, they're not trading these picks. They're making these picks. Jang, they made the pick on. Like, they're, and they have guys like, I, I, I credit to them with all the picks they've had. Like, oh, these amazing first round picks. Like, Isaiah Joe is a great find. The other Jalen Williams is a really good find. Like, you know, they, they get guys later in the draft which is still kind of crazy but at, at a certain point like you you, you kind of got to you know deliver on these picks and deliver on these players yeah i agree i honestly think that to me there's almost like less pressure on them than the pacers and they're already further ahead you know like i i agree with you but i also have the expectation that they will be a top 10 seed in the west they will be I and mean, they were the nine seed last year but that's all like you would like to think the Mavs can jump them. You would, you would, you would hope that the Mavs can jump them. We will. Okay. So then, I, all I of mean, a sudden, like you're competing for that top ten seed. Like Minnesota, the Thunder, the Pelicans. Like these are the teams competing. I don't know. I think the Clippers. I mean, kudos to Ty Lue and everything he's done. He's also on the Team USA staff. Yeah. But I, I, I think that the clocks are about to strike twelve for for uh, for those boys. Uh, in LA. And I think for us, like we're not Clippers fans, Nick, our buddy, I wish he was here just to chime in on this, but I I feel like he would, he would echo this sentiment that like at this point with this roster, like we'd rather see the thunder there and we'd rather them swap with the Clippers. Like we want to see this new wave come to fruition and be competing in the playoffs. um, Once we get to May and June, like I love Kawhi Leonard. He's been an absolute treat to watch him play basketball, and I hope that he returns and is healthy. And, you know, I Paul George, like I have said multiple times, like we talk about guys with 6'9". I don't know many other basketball players that that have 6'8", six, 6'9", six, have the handle that he has and what he's done to develop his game and how he's gotten back from injury. Um, a severe, severe injury is an incredible story. Um, but To have a Hall uh, of Fame career. To, to, yes, yes. I am completely okay with one of these other young teams surpassing them. If that means that I get to watch Shea Gilgis Alexander, Anthony Edwards, if Zion Williamson comes back, like with Brandon Ingram, like I want to watch guys be out there and compete and get good reps in the playoffs. It's too much of this Clippers team, bro. It's like, yeah, I'd rather it go to those younger guys who don't have that experience than a team that I know is not going to stay healthy throughout the playoffs and not going to get there at the end, at the end of it. And I feel bad for PG because I genuinely feel like he's trying and not that Kawhi isn't, but he's Paul George's since he's come to the Clippers has kind of broken down 48 games, 54 games, 31 games, 56 games. It's kind of, and I think the 54 games I listed in the second one was the year where the, the, the season was truncated. So fine. Kawhi has never played 60 games for the Clippers either. And he missed a full season. Yeah. So like this I mean, is all the, all the guys that are out there, they're all competitive. Like Terrence Mann is an elite competitor. Like that guy gets out there and he gets after it. Norman Powell is one of the best, just kind of gripping and rip it microwave type guys in the NBA. And, and he showed out for his team. I mean, Russell Westbrook, like, like elite competitor that it's not like they they're devoid of these guys who want to be there and, and want, you know, the moments to be the brightest, but no, like they have uh, guys in their roster. They have Kenyon Martin Jr. He's not bad. Like Marcus Morris Sr., Mason Plumley, Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, like you said, Bones Highland. 
Roco still there. Brandon Boston Jr. is there. We we you know we just have been a, a somewhat LA love for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's more for me. It's more personal. Like, all right, I'm cool. I'm cool with seeing the Clippers be in the playoffs. I'm cool with it. I, yeah. I don't need to see it anymore. I've yeah. I, I know what it is. You know what you get every time, every single damn time. But yeah, I, I think. The Knicks signing Josh Hart, a guy that we've mentioned, uh, to a four-year, $81 million extension, considering everything, all the other deals that are crazy, the $60 million deals, the $55 million deals. CBA these... change, that's a really good deal for Josh Hart. It is it's a, a really good, deal good deal for – it's a good – I mean, it's a good deal for Josh Hart. It's also a good deal for the Knicks. Um, I, look, this is a team still, to me – they have the whole. They have Brunson. They have Brunson, Hart, Divincenzo. So they have the entire Villanova backcourt. You know, working with them now. IQ Grimes. Their backcourt's like fine. Should they I just st- do the Randall for Bridges swap, or not Randall? I mean, you might have to send Randall and picks. Should they do the RJ for Bridges swap? Mikhail, just, just go yeah, and just go full Wildcat. Oh yeah, I I don't think Brooklyn's going to do that, but sure, no. they I would do that in a heartbeat. Clearly, like. I just don't know if RJ is going to take the step. Yeah. You you're talking now, about telling for Anthony Edwards and the FIBA games, telling for RJ Barrett in these, in these FIBA games as well. I mean, so far I'm kind of right on my suggested swap of last year of RJ for DeMar. Yeah. I, again, I don't think that that really changes things for the Knicks, but I think they'd probably be more uh, competitive and potentially could have gotten dude they got to the 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 second round last year i know would that have taken them over the heat like i i don't believe so i don't believe so the heat i don't boston celtics boston celtics who had had more talent than the miami heat the miami yeah but the celtics had a bad celtics had a bad playoff they had a bad playoff factual did the nick so did the knicks in the second half of that series against the heat but the Celtics, like, how many times were we watching Tatum? Like, just dude, like, oh for ten, oh for like, he was. It was almost crazy how many shots he was missing at times. And this yeah, is a guy that's arguing. That he had that epic game against the 76ers, and we were like, okay, yes, it was the one. Yeah, okay, like you, you know, you. Point, when, my point is, is that the Heat make you have bad playoff games. They make you have. They make you have uncomfortable moments on the court, and they're the, they were the best at doing that last year. Well, they they're. They are the best. I mean, the, you're looking at the Heat roster right now. They bring back Jay Rich and his playlists. They got Jaime Jaquez. Like, I'm curious to see how Nikola, Nikola Jovic, how he develops. Yeah. But like Haywood Highsmith, Haywood Jablomi, uh, Caleb Martin, uh, like where, Duncan Robinson. Like, where do these dudes come from? Like, where do they come from? For real. The G League. They come from the G. I was listening to. Uh, Ryan Rosillo had Sharif Abdurrahim on his pod, who's now the oh, president nice. of the G League. Um, oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Sharif Abdurrahim. Yeah. And Interesting doc. He, he just mentioned a bunch of different guys that had gotten to the NBA through the G League system. And it's, it is a big list now. And it's guys that are contributors and are, are doing good things in the NBA. So I, it's, it's cool to see how that's grown and how now we have like some real examples for – young players um, or just guys that have been like career G leaguers that they can get up to that next level and be contributors like Haywood Highsmith was, but mm-hmm. Dinwiddie, of course, I, I mean, my, the guy that I always remember in my head, Seth Curry, right. He was the G league MVP 
And now look how long he's been in the NBA and look how efficient he has been and how the skill is translated. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Was he, he in the was he in the top uh of dude, threes? Ridiculous that he's not. He's not a top ten three point, three point rating in two K. It's Steph Curry, Luke Kennard, Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard, Malcolm Brogdon, Buddy Heald, Donovan Mitchell, Desmond Bain, Luca, and then Kevin Durant. I mean, honestly, Buddy Heald should be right out there with Steph Curry. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's got the most threes made since 2020, I think, by any player in the NBA. Like, Buddy Heald is a Buddy Heald a top 100 player. Is he not a top 100 player in this thing? Um, he's not. On. He's not. Buddy Heald's disrespected, bro. I mean, wow, Jam- Jamal Murray in 84. Yeah, worse than worse than. Didn't even worse than Cade Cunningham who didn't even play last year. That feels like that. Well, okay. Don't, don't get me going on this. You know that the FIBA team played a group of young NBA players in a scrimmage and the young guys won both games, both scrimmages. And with Cade, with Cade was on the, yeah, Cade's so sick, but he didn't play so last good. year. He's going to be so good. Yeah, he's gonna be and Durant and Jalen Duran was great. Um, Jalen Green also played really, really well. I was a bit concerned with our with our FIBA squad because I was like, God, these young guys are like getting after y'all right now. You well, that, let them beat you in two scrimmages? That happened with the dream Peyton team. Peyton Pritchard's on their team. Come on now. That like happened Rich. with the dream that happened with the dream team too. They brought that young team in and they the dream team got crushed. And the one time though, they got they got beat one time and then they smashed them the next game. They smash them. Different guys on that dream team, though, obviously. Uh, yeah, no, I but I, look, top 10 three-point shooters. Seth Curry, is a, he's a career 42% three-point shooter. How is he not in the top 10 three-point rankings? And, and how is Luka in 87? I love my guy, Luka, but he's not. like He's like a career 35% three-point shooter. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, they, wait, they, they have a graphic, by the way. This is really cool. So in and then we'll wrap up with this. Uh, 24, 2K14, the only players of the top five guys that were in the game were Giannis and LeBron. LeBron was a 99. Giannis was a 67. Giannis was a 60. <laughs> then 2K15, Embiid was a 77. Giannis was a 74. LeBron a 98. Eight. Then Jokic gets into the game in 2016. He's a 68. Giannis gets to the 80s. And then Giannis, by the time Giannis is it, then by the time Giannis, they're all like 89, 94, 90 by the time 2018 rolls around. They kind of all came up together pretty interestingly. Yeah. Did that not have Steph on there too? No, it doesn't have Steph. Lucas, Lucas, first year he was 87. At the end of the year. The end of the year. Yeah. Uh, crazy he was, he, was, he was unbelievable he was insane gabe vincent another guy by the way who uh with the lakers now he was a g league guy i was just yep. looking at the list another another example of pat riley and eric spolstra doing pat riley and eric spolstra things all right we'll see you guys tomorrow potentially if not friday um busy day recording tomorrow uh, as per usual thursday is always hectic with our stadium show 
But Fisher Disopolis, Snacks Crider enjoying his car wash. We will see you guys next time. Hit your free throws because they're free. We out you. We love you so damn much. Burbank bubbles and no streaks and beats. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.